to the third episode of my business podcast. Here I chat to the career advice force of nature that is Amy Bateman. Amy has established herself as a clear expert in the career advice field and her opinion is regularly sought at conferences, on TV, radio and newspapers, etc. Amy has been up to some great stuff including shooting lots of web video. I hope you enjoy our chat. Quick word about the sponsor for the show, Port 80 Events is a web conference for people who design websites, build them or are just plain old interested. There's an all-day conference coming up on the 10th of May here in Newport with some great speakers from all over the UK. The price is £79 plus VAT. Please check out the website at HTTP Port80Events.co.uk for more info. Okay, without further ado, on with the show. So hello there, welcome again to the JoJet Business Podcast or the South Wales Business Podcast or whatever I've decided to name it this week because <laughs> it's completely and utterly confusing and I'm sorry, <laughs> that's just my problem. I realise that, it's a complete mess. With me today is Amy. Hi. And hi everybody. Hello. So first off, I can just let you introduce yourself and... Yeah. Okay, so my name is Amy Bateman and I host a website called careercake.com. And I'm a careers coach, so I'm there to help you get your dream job. Your dream job? Yeah. That sounds good. Well, yeah, you only live once, don't you? You might as well enjoy yourself. That's it. I like that. I like that. Too. So what is your... So before we launch into what you're doing now, yeah. what kind of is your background? How did you get into this? Yeah, well, I, I graduated with... I've got a marketing degree from Glamorgan, and I graduated 10 years ago now. Goodness, 2003. Time flies. It doesn't sound 10 years ago, 2003. It doesn't, does it? No. It doesn't seem like it should be. Yeah, no. exactly. So um, so I went into recruitment. I went to it for Hayes and um, yeah, absolutely loved it. And then went in, I did a, I dabbled into sort of entrepreneurship, did my own kind of thing throughout my journey during those, you know, sort of eight years. Um, but into 2010, I kind of didn't want to be a recruitment consultant anymore. The reason being is that as a recruitment consultant, you're not there to get jobs for people. That's not what you do. You're not subsidised by the government. You're not there. You're not a chat. You know. You're not there to help people get jobs. You're there to get employees for the company, and that's it. So that's you're a quite different thing. Very, isn't it? very different yeah. dynamic. And I think a lot of people don't appreciate that. Mind you, I think a lot of people don't appreciate that because their recruitment consultant isn't completely honest with them up front. You know, sort of manage their expectations. Yeah. But certainly, in a boom market, you're able to help a lot of people. But but I suppose 2010 came and, and fewer people were recruiting. Um, you know, everybody know, everybody listening to this is going to know that the market was impacted. So that meant fewer people were recruiting. That means there's fewer people that I'm able to place in jobs and certainly help. Yeah. However, the job seekers were increasing. There were more and more people out of work. And I mean talented, really, really smart, talented people that I just couldn't help because they didn't match my client's brief. Or there was no brief because yeah. there was no job. So... I decided that I wanted to help more, pe- more and more people. I was feeling very frustrated. So I just kind of just started making YouTube videos in my living room. Um, my first video was hilarious. I think I had... Um, <laughs> it was it was quite quite awful, actually. I had a bottle of vodka in the background. Hang oh, on, this sounds bad. Seriously, a bottle of vodka in the background and a microwave meal on the on the back as well. And I think in one of them... <laughs> what, my, you, what message were you trying to I, I don't, I don't <laughs> quite know. This is what your career could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be <laughs> my as fabulous as me. You could come home and drink vodka and have microwave lasagna. But... Um, <laughs> And even in one of them, I think my my cat, oh, sorry, my cat's not so pretty end 
um, walked the past. The arse end, you Yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. Walked okay. past in the background of one of them. And I just thought, well, nobody's going to blimmin' watch these videos, so I'm just going <laughs> to upload them anyway. So I created this shockingly awful Tumblr website that took me about a week to build um, myself and just hosted videos on there. And at this point, to be honest, Joel, I had no idea what it was going to be. No, you were just playing the I content. I was playing, the idea, yeah. absolutely. Thinking maybe <clears> someone somewhere will watch one of these videos and it might help them get an interview or it might help them improve their CV so and then I just thought you know what also I just read Gary Vaynerchuk yeah I was going to go into that absolute I mean he is because he's Mr. Video isn't he he is just in my eyes I'll actually go as far as saying that his book Crush It changed my life not my business my life and I know that's quite a powerful statement but yeah he's mega and he is what what he's my inspiration what, what did you get from that book which made you go wow the the biggest thing I got from that book is don't don't worry don't worry if you don't make money straight away and don't worry if you don't um, sell straight away don't worry if people don't want to buy from you straight away just add value build yeah. relationships and help people yeah. and I've always been driven by recognition more than money much okay. to my partners. Uh, Same, yeah, much my wife's yeah, yeah, as yeah. Well. I mean, I yeah. could have, I could have climbed the corporate ladder. I'm sure, and in, in oh, a lot I more money, have. a lot, a lot more <laughs> you money than done I do. In recruitment, I probably could have, yeah, right. and in a lot more money than than I do. But I'm not driven ultimately by money. And it was, I did generally have this passion to help people. And here's somebody in business yeah. saying that that's okay. And yeah. obviously, coming from a recruitment sales background, for you know, for for my entire career, I'd heard that that isn't okay. No, you've got to have your business plan. You've got to have X, Y, and Z. You're only yeah. as good as the fees you made last month. You're only as good as your last month. You know, how yeah. much money are you billing us this month, Amy? Come on. And yes, I was good at it, but it didn't make me happy. Yeah. So I had a man telling me that it's cool to just want to help people and yeah. still be successful. So, and then I just found out that. Um, I quite like being on camera and I'd done a bit of TV stuff before and I was quite natural in, t- in front of the, a video camera. And he built his business, his whole marketing plan on that. So he, I just took inspiration from him, you know, in terms of what he'd done with Wine Library TV and just thought, I'm just going to put it out there, let everyone else tell me whether it's good, whether it's bad, mm. what they want it to be. Because it started off as a graduate. I was just targeting graduates. That's right. And that's what Career Cake was for about a year, just graduates. And then I noticed that people were, people other than my mother and my best friend were oh, I had blocked my mum from a Facebook page. Did you? Yeah, I know, it's just a bit embarrassing when she was liking messages. I wasn't quite sure if that was good. Oh. Bless her. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I could block her, but I do phone her sometimes and say, please, can you delete that comment? <laughs> um, she does, Thank you, mum, you're not yeah. helping the business. And she's just got an iPhone as well, and she started <laughs> posting with her iPhone. You know what Apple spell check's like? It's got a mind oh, of its great. own. Yeah, yeah. So she'll say, I'll see you in a bit, and it says, I'll see you in a bird, and it just doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, mum, people think you're drunk. So, um, but yeah. This is my drunk mum, she's helping out. Bless her, I love yeah. that woman. But, um, okay, so what was I... I, I just completely interrupted that. Well, thing. no, no, I, I'm back on it. I know where I'm going. I'm glad you do. So, um, so yes, yeah, so the careercake.com was just videos. And, and I started getting loads of feedback from people that were watching it and saying, this is quite good and thank you, you've really helped me. And these people weren't necessarily graduates. They were people, you know, sort of in their 40s, people, even people in their 50s, people that, you know, second, third job. Because um, this recession impacted everybody, not just the graduate market. And... Um, and then over time, I remember getting 10,000 hits and thinking, oh, wow. geez. And then I think I'm at 100,000, nearly at 100,000 now. And just thinking, we're not worthy. People are watching this. This is mega. And then. <laughs> Do you think they're watching you or your cat's rear? 
I don't put cat's rears on anymore. anymore. No. You've gone beyond that. No, although I do put, sometimes post them to my Facebook page, my Career Cake Facebook page. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, my cats are quite famous on the Career Cake Facebook page, actually. But um, um, yeah, I think I have a problem with my cats. I think I'm a bit too in love with them. That's okay. Yeah. I like my cat. My cat is Mr. Pickles. Mr. Pickles. Oh. He's a good cat. We, uh, Lily, my daughter, she had they. She goes to Beavers and they have um, the hamster there for the, for the week. Yeah. So my cat, I was just glad to give the hamster back yesterday because Mr. Pickles was just... He was on the, it. He oh, was yeah. on one. He was giving in the, the, the evil eye. Yeah. Oh, bless. Oh, I've drifted off then again into into sort of complete trivia. I could literally sit and talk about cats all day, but we won't do We will that. get back onto cats later on. So um, going back to the video, so this is, this is something I was going to touch on later on. I find with a lot of companies, I'm essentially trying to bring out their personality online these mm-hmm. are great people these are you know, a lot of these are really good people people you buy into whatever they're doing when you sat down facing them when you try and get them to do the website oh i don't like having my photograph taken and yeah. all that kind of, kind of stuff yeah. because they naturally want to back away from that even though you realize you've got to surface that personality and that passion yeah it seems like it came naturally to you to fine i've got to have my photo on the website and fine i want to sit in front of the camera because video is fantastic mm. to get that but it, it's a big leap for a lot of people to get through they don't like having their photo again. and perhaps it's the they're opening themselves up to criticism mm. i think that's that's massively an issue i think and yeah. i have to be completely honest i'm i'm more comfortable in front of a camera than i am in front of a, um, a video camera than i'm in front of a, a, a camera so photographs really we've, yeah we've come, we've always had a video a video still of me so ready to just press play on the home page of my website but we've just redesigned my website and i saw the, uh, is it launched now is it is yeah that yeah this so looks nice. and um we've got a photograph of me and i had a real issue with it and i spoke to my d- developers and we talked about it for you know for a couple of days and I couldn't get my head around it because it's you sometimes think you just go and look at me you know this is all about me but ultimately people do business with I'm not a company I don't have employees it's just me and I never ever want to have employees they've got to deal with you haven't they so the reason if they're doing business with me they're doing business with me so I need to almost sort of get over that fear but I definitely get anxious every time I post a new video on YouTube you you kind of think oh is somebody going to disagree with me somebody going to think it's you know it's crap but that's kind of okay as well because well if you if you took that to its logical extension, we wouldn't do anything in case somebody might criticise it, and that's just yeah. And you just got to get over that fear completely. Yeah. Um, and people started watching. For example, AAT, who are the the, the a big accountancy. And you're wife. for them. You're the. I'm their careers coach, so that's I make right, yeah. I make their YouTube videos and I write all their career advice and speak at their events and stuff. But these guys found me through Twitter. Wow. Okay. Watched my videos and wanted and paid me to do now pay me to do stuff for them and and. You know, again, you're opening yourself up to a completely different world, and and then I was thinking because I'm quite natural on camera, and if I'm if I stumble over my words or if I say something wrong, I'll just carry on and I'll roll yeah. with it because that's me. And I think when you're representing somebody else's brand, do they want me to be a bit more formal? So that was that was a conversation. I was like, if you want to work with me, you get me, and I can't. I'm not. I an can't actress. pretend to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is what it is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but but luckily they're you know definitely on the same wavelength as me, and and, and opportunities have come from that. But I think going from a you know a recruitment consultant from Barry Islands, and you know being good at what she does within her world, I suppose within my little bubble of recruitment, um, and getting. You know, working with web recruit part of James Kahn's business. You know, working with companies in Australia, America. Yeah. And that's just because I I was brave enough to put myself on social media, and that's yeah. that's the you know that's that's the only difference between me and you know a lot of other people is that I I, I worked out social act- media yeah. and I was brave enough to put myself out there. And I think that's the funny thing I hear all the time that I hear that blogging's free. I hear that 
you know, YouTube's free, I hear, and podcasting's free. But creating content and having the nouse to do it, that's not free. No. It takes up time, it takes And up. your content's got to be really, really, really good. Because you, if you make, you're making crap content, then it doesn't matter how, how much you're on Twitter and social media, nobody's, you know... It's still crap content. Yeah, but then there's yeah. no point having really good content if nobody's going to hear it. So you've got to hustle too and you have, play the game. Yeah, uh, although, I mean, I can almost say that unless you've got into the habit of creating good content, that, that's going to take... I, I'd almost not worry about... If I'm encouraging people to start blogging, mm. I'm not too worried about the audience to start off with because unless they get into the habit of blogging, mm. Unless they identify the audience and maybe start And the benefits. A lot of people don't realise the benefits of blogging. So I was talking to a group of students yesterday at um, um, Cardiff Met University and I was <clears throat> talking to them about how social media can help them build relationships. And, and quite frankly, they've got to up their game in this market. And you know, you've got 300 people going for every every graduate job or whatever. And I'm like, blogs blogs will help people get to know you. They will help people want to interview you. Yeah. I want them to, to read your CV, read your application think, oh, damn, I need to meet this person. I yeah. really want to meet this person. Or even feel like they already know you. So, so but I think a lot of a lot of people don't appreciate the benefits of blogging, and I think that can be the, the first hurdle to get I, over. I wrote a blog post, I think this was about 18 months ago, on CV 2.0, I think it was called, because I was doing some work over the university, and I was just amazed that um, students aren't getting taught how to use some of these tools from sort of early doors. Mm. So I'm, I was trying to explain that... If you've spent a couple of years putting some good stuff out there on Twitter or blogging, you've built up a credible body of evidence online, which mm. people are going to mm. research. Mm. I don't think you can, and you can argue differently or whatever, I, I think the CV is one thing, but mm. it's got to fit within the bigger picture of everything else. Oh, completely. You were bang on. 2003, yeah. when I first started recruitment, CV was it. Yeah. I mean, but now, CVs are almost secondary sometimes to LinkedIn profiles, to yeah. people's personal domain, to their Twitter. Uh, you know... Ninety, you know, over ninety percent of the people I've worked with over the last two years want to know what people are doing online, and your offline presence is just as important as your online presence these days. Social media is making the world a better place. It's almost yeah. taking us back a hundred years to when you know people got their jobs because their uncle worked at the factory or they drank with Harry down the pub, you know, all that kind of stuff. Harry, I like Harry. And it's just uh, that's my granddad, Harry, mm. and that's how my granddad got his first job. And um, I just think that it's making the world a smaller place. And but I was talking at a university two weeks ago. And, you know, there's 100 students in the room and not one of them had, and they're design students as well, which none of them had online portfolios. No. Whereas some, some universities, you have to blog from day one, you have to set up. Really? There yeah, are some which are, are really switched yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a course in Bridgend <clears throat> where they're architectural and design students. I think that's the right course. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but it's definitely in Bridgend, a design course. Where they, their first lecture, they get taught to blog and they set up Tumblr accounts or they, mm. you know, whatever. Um, and they have to keep a record of their work throughout the year and their journey. And that is worth almost more than the qualification itself. I would itself. say so, Yeah. Because you, they're getting taught there to publish, mm. and that is really mm. hard. But then there's a lot that aren't. Well, mm. you find out the harder. I think in my article, I was sort of trying to say that in my business, you know, web design, all that kind of stuff, experience is it, it counts. You, know, yeah. you could do a web design degree; it doesn't mean mean anything because mm. the industry has moved on so fast yeah. that anything that was ratified six years ago in web design is actually dead in the water. If you've got experience of doing things, that's completely different. So that, there's two points you mentioned. That one thing. I've seen lots of people applying for jobs in web design and they've got no online portfolio. Mm. And, and for web design, that's insane because mm. there aren't expensive tools mm. you particularly need to, to mm. do web design. Mm. And uh, if there's only 10 people going for the job or 20 people going for the job, it might not be that big a deal. But when you're looking at maybe two, 300 and half of those guys actually do yeah. have... So sometimes it's not even a case of if I don't have... Somebody said to me, I don't have a Twitter account or I don't blog, is that going to 
ruin my chances. I'm like, well, not necessarily, because not having an online presence isn't necessarily a bad thing. But if if everyone else is applying for a job does have an online presence, yeah. who are you going to pick? Chances are they're going to go with the other guy, not you. And that's <laughs> that's the way to think about it, really. It goes back to something you said before. I think we started recordings that when you start speaking to people on Twitter you start developing a mental model of them then mm-hmm. so if someone's applying for a job and you've already had some sort of conversation and what, what was it you mentioned was that uh, I think the one guy they, they shared the same football team was it or something they like said, yeah ones? what happened was he tweeted about um I think he's watching Champions League is that a football thing Champions so I think it was Champions that yeah. sounds familiar yeah, yeah so I think football, one yeah. of them had tweeted but, really but my guy my candidate had done exactly what I asked him to do which is don't just get on Twitter and start tweeting people Make sure you know who you're tweeting. Follow, yeah. your, follow the influencers. Follow the people that you think will benefit your career. The people you want to, you know, have relationships with. So he'd identified this company. He'd found out who the influencer was within that company and started following him wow. on Twitter and being very strategic about it. And then this guy um, waiting for this person to tweet about something that he could start a conversation with. And it was happened to be Champions League, and they were they were bantering about goals and stuff. And then it was, and then a little while later, they started bantering about their children because both their children played in a, in, a, in, a, in a football league. Stuff that you'd never find out from a company website. That's not on his LinkedIn profile. No. That's on his Twitter. And if this guy hadn't, you know, wanted to build that relationship and use these platforms, he would never have been able to say, "Yeah, my boy's playing football this afternoon. Yeah. Good luck. Hope it all goes well." So then, a couple of months later, when the job. Is on all this was going on and I didn't even know about it. No, so no. I rock up at the company with my shortlist, having spent two weeks interviewing everybody, taking all of the psychometrics to everything they wanted me to do, these reports, knew everything about them. And then my guy, my client goes, Yeah, yeah, he's my yeah, he's my Twitter friend, we'll have him. And instantly <laughs> put in the in the yes pile. I mean, you know, isn't that funny? Let's I mean, not be naive. Yeah. I mean, yes, if the guy didn't have a good background. But everyone else in my shortlist had a good yeah. background. And I genuinely believe that from this, that get-go, he had a more of a positive, um, I suppose, impact on my client than everyone else. But I think the funny thing there is that, what do they talk about, like Champions League and kids and stuff like that? A lot of people who are like hostile to Twitter, etc., they would say, oh, that's all personal stuff, that's completely irrelevant, who would be interested in that? Yeah. But it's all about context, though, isn't people it? People hire people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's personal damn right it's personal because yeah. that's what recruitment is that's you know if I'm sitting here and I've got you know a business and I'm about to take on another mouth to feed I want to know who I'm buying I want to know I don't care so much about their bullet points and of course that's relevant and experience is relevant but ultimately I want to know what gets them out of bed in the morning and if they have a bad day on Monday they're going to show up on Tuesday yeah. I want to know if I if I if I give them you know a bit of hassle because they were late on a deadline are they going to you know get in a stop and storm off and have a fag or are they going to sit there and take responsibility and, and deal with it are they going to get on well with Janet in finance because she's a nightmare? Yeah. You know, I want to know all of these other things about them and I want to know what kind of employee they're going to be ultimately. So building relationships with employees and using social media to build relationships rather than <coughs> finding a job, I've got to find a job, I've got to, you know, that pressure, nothing good can come from that. So build relationships and the jobs the jobs will come, the opportunities will come. That's sort of, I mean, what you've said there about reaching out to the influencers certainly makes me think of um, Mark Schaefer's book, The Tower of Twitter. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, he's very much into that authenticity online mm. and finding you know, people to sort of connect with. Mm. And when you do that and you've got good content, good things tend to happen. Mm. I mm. think that's, there's, a, there's a really big argument for that, I think. Mm. And I think a lot of people need to be taught some of the... This goes back to the university thing, that explain how to use some of these tools and to use them well, and you're laying down a platform for all of these things to happen. Mm. You don't just bolt it on because you desperately need a job, because mm. it doesn't work like that. Mm. Mm. It's, a bit, it's a bit more subtle than that, isn't mm. it? Mm. Uh, the other thing I was 
mentioning back to the sort of the students, etc., is that, yeah, everything counts for experience in, in my books. And this harks onto what you sort of mentioned then. A lot of the big players are already on Twitter and mm. you can connect to them directly in a way that you couldn't get through the gatekeepers and all, the, all mm. before. Mm. And if you show willingness to somebody, say in the web design field, they will quite happily have you there for a week or so doing mm. some work. And now, internship perhaps might, might not be a good thing or a bad thing, but again, Experience counts in my business. Mm. If somebody can know that you can do it, you're already up and running. Absolutely. And I'm meeting a girl this afternoon, actually, it's quite interesting, that's been um, building a relationship with me. Um, actually, she's been, when I tweet about my cat, she tweets about her cats. And I was taking my cat to the vet and she tweeted, going, I hope it goes well, you know. And, and I'm meeting her this afternoon because I'm, I'm, I'm going to offer her an internship. Oh, wow. A paid internship, just one day a week with me for during the summer holidays. She can work from home. And, and, and that's an opportunity that's come up because I feel... And I wasn't even looking for an. I'm not. Now that's interesting. You weren't even no, looking. No, but I just really like her, and I, I've I've read. I started following her back, and I've seen her tweets. and And the lovely thing is that she hasn't asked me for anything because a lot of people connect with recruiters and employers on, on you know these influencers yeah. on social media, and they connect. And the first thing they do is ask for something, ask for an opportunity, ask for a job, ask for an internship, ask for a meeting, ask. And it's like, are you connecting with me because you want to connect with me? Yeah. Are you connecting with me because you want something? It's too much for a first and, date. I and think you, that. yeah, and you kind of, you know, would you do, would you go up to the street, somebody in the street, in you know, in in Cardiff city centre, and go, hi, mate, um, where do you work? Have you got any job? No, you wouldn't. So why would you do it on social media? And I think that you know the way you behave offline, you know, you do do the same thing. The manners are the same online. So when people send me LinkedIn connection requests just asking me for a job and all this I want to connect with you because I think you can benefit my career I want to oh, connect great. with you thank you <laughs> and it's like well do you know what mate and no yeah connect with me because you like my website connect with me because you've read an article I've written recently and you thought it was really interesting mm. and then maybe in a couple of weeks when we've built a relationship then you can ask me for something I wouldn't if you want somebody to be genuinely interested in you you have to be genuinely interested in them first that's yeah. the way the world works and um, this this girl has never asked me for anything and, and I've built a relationship with her and I see that she's struggling and, and I've just asked if she wants to go for a coffee and that's come from Twitter. So we'll see, we'll see. I just think it's interesting that there's opportunities there which didn't exist. Mm. So the old world model of well, we've got a vacancy, let's read up, for, send up for CVs or whatever, mm. if you build relationships and show that you've got mm. skills, mm. Pe people will always... Find places for good people. Mm, completely. Yeah. And you can either spend 300 quid putting a you know, job advert on Total Jobs or you can tweet about it or put it on your LinkedIn page and you know that, or your Facebook page even. More and more companies are doing that. Yeah, so where do you find the best? Because I mean, you're, all, you're obviously all over social media. Where are your preferred platforms? My preferred platform is Twitter, by oh, far. Really? And interestingly enough, <clears throat> excuse me, it was the one... I wondered how LinkedIn was going to fit with that, but go on. LinkedIn, yeah. is, LinkedIn is probably my second. Yeah. Facebook is by far my my work, my least favorite, but that's because I don't think they want it to be. I don't think they want. I don't think Facebook makes it very easy for businesses to build relationships with people and interact and, and co have conversations with people. I think that's. I think I personally think they just want to sell. They want to sell things to you rather than yeah, allow I, you to build I think a you're in the presence of a massive money make machine with Facebook don't get me wrong Twitter have got to make money as well but yeah it's a different platform. I mean you can't talk to people you can't connect with people through Facebook and I, I quite like having my Facebook page if people want to come and like that that's fine um, however Twitter is by far I've built the majority of my relationships and, and the business that I, I work with a company called Firebrand in Australia I do loads with them that came from Twitter um, 
AAT came from Twitter. LinkedIn, the the, the work I do with Web Recruit, um, chaired by James Khan, you know, and again that was that wasn't that didn't come by accident. Yeah, I found out. I've always I've always admired James Khan. Found out you know his businesses. Found out who the influencers were in his business, and and started connecting with them. And, and eventually people take notice if you of course what you're if you're putting the right stuff out there. If yeah. the stall's set out correctly, and then you know when I got the call from those guys to say you know we want you to host our live web show once wow. a month, that was you know that was mega. And that's you know I had to be associated with them and to work with those fabulous people is great. And that came from LinkedIn. Um, well, that was LinkedIn, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that was LinkedIn. So Twitter's my favourite, LinkedIn is my second, is the answer. Hmm. What do you do on LinkedIn? Because I mean, I, I have, I'm a bit annoyed with LinkedIn. I think the last time I looked, they'd spent some like $200 million or whatever, and some of that on the website or whatever. I don't know where they spent all this money. Um, the website I find is a bit poor, and the apps on the iPhone and the iPad are really, really poor. And um, they, I think... The, the endorsement issue, I have a real issue with that. I haven't endorsed... If, sorry, if anyone's listening and you've endorsed me, I do not want to sound ungrateful. She wants to sound ungrateful. I don't, I don't... But oh, people, sorry, she doesn't. I don't want to sound ungrateful, <laughs> and I'm definitely grateful for it. I just think that it's not the best way to help people. I don't think I they've think, thought it through. No, and I think as a recruiter and as, as, a, you know, as somebody that you know finds talent for businesses... The recommendations section of LinkedIn, I believe, is is you know is its biggest sales. It's the best thing about LinkedIn because you know people people are going to you know apply for a job and say that they're the best the best things. You know, I'm ambitious, I'm hardworking, but you're going to tell me that because you want the job. So so to be able to see your biggest sales tool, which is your reference, your recommendation, yeah, um, you know that third party experience, which is you know ultimately the biggest sales tool in whether you're selling chairs, coffee, pizza, whatever, having somebody else say your product is good or bad is the best thing you can have. And LinkedIn gave us access to that because references are usually part, I never got that, why references are used at the end of the process. Okay, I get the current job, you know, they might not want you to know you're looking, but, but you know, they certainly should provide references and, you know, your biggest sales tool when the sale's already made is just crazy in the recruitment process. But anyway, that's another, mm. that's another rant. Um, but um, endorsements, when somebody sees something frequently, it's like the meerkat, they're not, you know, they're changing the meerkat of it now and they brought that, that web guy in now. But the, way it, the way it pops up on, on LinkedIn is that sort of, you happen to be looking for anything and uh, do you know this person, there's four things. It's just too easy it's, to click upon. So that means it loses impact. Course, so when somebody yeah. sees something, it's like, you know, with a the meerkat, they've seen that too much now and I love Rihanna. Whenever Rihanna has a new song, I'm like obsessed with it. I listen yeah. to it a hundred times and then I don't like it anymore. Hmm. Because you see something all the time and it loses impact. And that, unfortunately, is what endorsements are all about, I think. And I think that LinkedIn have weakened it and I think if you genuinely think I'm good at something mm. and if I genuinely think you're good at something I'm going to write a recommendation I'm going to say what you helped me with I'm going to give an example of a problem you solved yeah and I'm going to make it personal they should have poured that development money <clears throat> into making recommendations maybe easier to do or to find because I think was it Zerply there's, there's quite a few other sites out there trying to do that kind of LinkedIn thing that whole sort of approach where I think they sort of nicked from there and it's sort of it just smacks a bit of desperation I think why don't you look things... I mean, what did they mothball the other day, LinkedIn? They, they, was it Answers or something like that? Well, yeah, I think it was Answers. All of a sudden, they're not doing that a, 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 anymore. I just wonder, why have you not thought through these things mm. better? Because, mm. I don't know, there just seems to be a lot of facilities on LinkedIn, like groups and things like that. And, mm. I don't know, whenever I've gone in them, it just seems like completely full of spam. Mm. So I'll just do a mm. few bits and bobs on the profile, but I'll spend... I think as well, it depends who's managing the groups. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I'm my favourite group probably on LinkedIn is the Undercover Recruiter. That's run by uh, Jorgen Zenberg, who who I think is the number one LinkedIn trainer in in the UK. What's his name? Jordan Zenberg. He right. runs... Um, 
Jorgen runs um, theendercoverrecruiter.com, which is the number one careers blog in okay. in Europe. But he also runs a company called Link Humans, um, and he's just he. He has the best people write for his website. I say the best people. I, I have an article once a month that's hilarious. I'm just the best people. Um, yeah, including me. Um, so other than me, nah, he has, other than people. me, yeah, yeah, other than me, he has yeah. brilliant people. Um, the, the, and, and he monitors his groups perfectly. And there's no spam. You know, you have the, the top talent in HR and recruitment, you know, talking and discuss. And I've built brilliant relationships through that. However, there have been groups that I've left straight away because yeah. people are just spamming me. So I think um, I think you're absolutely right. It depends on who's monitoring the groups. But I like building relationships with people in terms of I'm not ha- I'm not I'm not afraid afraid to connect with people and tell them why I want to connect with them. Yeah. And give them a reason and then maybe share articles and that kind of stuff. But Twitter, in my mind, <clears throat> is just, you know, I would if you, if I could have one platform and only one, it would by yeah. definitely be Twitter. How long have you been on Twitter? About... When's your Twitter birthday? My goodness, what a good question. I think it's March 2010. Yeah. I think it is. And I would say I didn't really understand it initially. I don't think you do. I, I joined in 2007. I thought it was an absolute load of crap. And I didn't come back to it until about nine months later. Yeah. After things percolating in my mind. Yeah. And I started going... Okay, let's have another go. I at think this. I was just talking to people rather than listening and engaging. I think I would, you know, the, the standard mistake that everybody does, which is, and then and, and Gary Vaynerchuk actually said what what he used to do um, was he would he would do five ads, so five responses and five conversations mm-hmm. for every one tweets yeah and that ratio and I, <clears throat> and then I started working working to that then and, and and that's when things kind of took off for me it is very much a conversational thing I think we've all seen accounts where it's just broadcast broadcast mm. and you can't really do that as well on LinkedIn and, and obviously you can join groups and discussions and all that kind of thing but but LinkedIn that's it's all about that and um, sorry Twitter's all about that and I, and I like a chat yeah exactly. and I don't follow people if they haven't if, they, if I haven't seen many ads responses <clears throat> No, that'll be one of the things that I'm looking at. I won't if, follow If I view the profile, am I gonna, is this person listening? Is he going to talk Are they going to me? Engage? Or are they going to listen to me, yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, if it's the BBC breaking news, I'm not expecting them to talk to people. Yeah. But for different kind of brands. But these days, you don't even have to follow BBC breaking news. Well, no. Everyone else retweets them anyway. Well, it's like Mashable. <laughs> you know, I don't have to follow Mashable. No, because everyone retweets the good stuff. Yeah. It fights you. Yeah, they're like my sort of frontline defence for, for that kind of stuff. Mm. Now, it's funny you say that. I wouldn't... Twitter's my number one as well. Is it? Uh, yeah, Yay. yeah. I just find a good home there. And it's amazing all the different sort of groups and people you can find out with. Mm. What did I hear the other day? There's like a, a group of farmers in Abergavenny who do a certain type of farming. They have like a weekly Twitter chat. Love it. Yeah, you love it, didn't you? And love it. The outside perception is that this is just you know, young geeks doing X, Y, and Z. But no, it's all mm. manner of things. Mm. And you can drill into it and find mm. anything you, you want if you spend the, the time to listen to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But I know I, it can be intimidating at first because you've got this roar of, what, there's 200-odd million people on Twitter mm. and there's 400 million tweets per day. Mm. One of the girls in my course yesterday, Jess, she's just, she she was the only person in the whole seminar that wasn't on Twitter. And I said, by the end of she the session... She wasn't at home. <laughs> wow. She was like, Twitter's, she's heard Twitter's for tw- tw- twits. That was it. Twitter's for twits. And I was like, okay, after the end of this... My job, my job, my day will be worth it if you just tell me. She's like, okay, well, it's not going to happen. And then we did like a two-hour meet... Um, personal branding session and then she was like I'm going to join it she sent me a tweet last night no way she, got, she, followed, no, she follows me and then I tweeted her back and then about two hours later I got a tweet she said it's it's taken me this long to work out how to and I was like I wouldn't tell how long it would take you but I'm I power through and it'll be definitely worth it 
It's a, it's a subtle thing, Twitter, I think, though, isn't it? Because, I mean, it's not complex. Like, I, I, I compare to Facebook, which is like a, quite a dashboard of, of controls mm. and privacy settings. Facebook's pretty straightforward like that. Yeah, you can lock all that down. The thing is with Facebook, a lot of the albums, you think your profile's private, but actually not all of your albums yeah. are because your albums have their own. And I was interviewing somebody before Christmas, and... Um, and I'd, I loved her, absolutely loved her. But I'd already seen all of her graduation photographs and I'd seen, you know, right. they had a good night. Let's put it that way. They had a really, they had a really good night. And it didn't stop me from wanting to hire her because you're allowed to have a life. You know, yeah. I, I like it when people have, you know, have a life. Yeah. But I remember she was, I hired her and then she ended up coming on. It was, I, was, I recruited for the university. So she came on one of the courses with me um, to see how, you know, sort of pick up tips and stuff. And she went, yeah, mine's private. I was like, and I'd never told her. And I was like, sweetheart, yes, it's private. But did you know? And she's like, oh, I had no idea. And she was mortified. But you have to be really aware of, um, on Twitter as well, you've got to be really aware of the people that you follow. Because when I'm recruiting, when I'm looking for talent for other, other you know, other companies, and certainly I know that my clients will will look to see who <coughs> you follow, because that tells me who you're interested in, who you... And um, this one guy, and we're talking... 80k candidate, really senior guy who just moved to the UK and was wanted me to help him sort of network and build relationships online. And um, the last 15 people he followed were all porn stars. <laughs> and I was just like, but his bio was really yeah. professional. Like I'm looking yeah. for new opportunities. This is, you know, and it was full of value added content. You know, it was a proper right. personal statement. So and it was clearly a business. He was using it to build business relationships. And I was like, how can you not? think that following 15 does do you not think that people will look um so i had to have that conversation with him and i was just like look if you want to if that's you know what rocks your world then do Great. it but set up another account under a fake name and just don't put a picture on or it if you up, have to set up a private list to follow that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> or, you know you stuff know. Like, it's just it just it just doesn't make any sense to but me but it's all part of what you know what you're putting out there in the world and well, it's going to be yeah, measured I'm going to give, gonna weigh, isn't yeah, it? I'm giving you 80 judged. grand I want to know what I'm buying so and you can bet your life I'm going to have a look to see what kind yeah. of so if you're telling me you're a positive person yet your last 20 tweets are all whinging about your boss or you know just life in general then I may not want you as part of my team on that note are recruiters using tools to assess people online we've heard we've heard of clout and things like that in my experience no I have never, ever, ever worked with a company that has used clout yeah. as part of their recruitment process. Now, I'm not saying that that won't happen. No. And in, you know, five years ago, three years ago, my clients weren't using Twitter to assess people and it was just LinkedIn. So yeah. that'll probably change. My experience, no, but I'm sure that that isn't, you know, the case for the whole of the industry. Yeah. Well, I mean, the more we put online, the more there's going to be measurable tools, mm. I suppose, to sort mm. of uh, mm. check things out. Yeah. What, uh, Eye Conference. Eye Conference, yeah, yeah. We went there last year. We did, that's where we met. Yes. We'd met online before, of though. Of course. Yeah. Are you going this year? I am going this year, and they've asked me to, um, of course, to do yes, the tour got... with them. Yeah, so Nick and Tony have asked me to do the tour with them, which... Actually, they've not asked me to do the tour. Well, they've given me the title thought... of tour manager, which I love, because both of those guys know that, you know, I like a good job title. And um, yeah, so that made me giggle. So tour manager made me laugh. But ultimately, you know, I'm going to make sure that the speakers are okay. And, you know, everybody, everybody knows where they're going. And, you know, all the attendees, you know, if they've got a question that they want to ask that they can ask. Um, everybody knows, you know, where they're seated and just make sure that everybody's comfortable and, they, you know, they get the most out of the event, which, 
which I think they're all going to be absolutely fantastic. It certainly sounds a great event. I mean, we've got some great speakers. I'm certainly looking, looking forward to Mary Smith. Yeah. I've been following her for years. Yeah. I mean, Mary's one of the first people I sort of started looking at online. I just thought, I, I, do, I wasn't quite sure what to make of it because, I mean, there was a lot of sound and fury and that whole sort of glitzy American thing is, it's not easy yeah. for us to warm to his bridge yeah. but it was a revelation just to find out that she actually doesn't know what she's talking about yeah yeah she's very and, and, and when I first started looking at Mary a couple of years ago I found I mean there was Amy Porterfield um Marie Folio who I just completely love and another inspirational woman um who's using video online and social media but but there weren't many women doing yeah, I suppose you know getting that message out and I'm not one of these I don't like women only networking events I'm not one of these you know it's all about women as far as I'm concerned it doesn't matter people whether you're a, a man or a woman it doesn't you know but but I did but I, I found that when I, I heard her talk I thought wow you know this is really cool this is possible it's not it's not just you know a, a man's industry yeah. she you know she knows what she's talking about and Mark oh love that man he's yeah. just the value that he's added to my business with, with and he won't, probably won't even know but the value he's added is, you know, it's been amazing. So I bought his Tower of Twitter book for so many clients. Have you? Oh, yeah. fab. And well, he's got his new book coming out as well now, hasn't he? Blogging. He's got yes. a, a new blogging book coming out. Well, he is a blogging demon, so I'm yeah, not surprised. Yeah, so I can't by, wait by to by see that. him again. Really looking forward to it. No, it'll be good. And talking of books, I hear you're writing a book. Yeah, well, I, I wrote it. I wrote it. It was about dealing with recruitment consultants and how to be- get the best out of recruitment consultants. Because I was just fed up of going to... I mean, I got called an effing cockroach at a wedding once when I told somebody that I was a recruitment consultant. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're one of those was effing cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> Some bloke that had obviously got cold called from recruitment consultants constantly and had obviously had a bad experience. And, um, and I just What thought, was he, an estate agent? <laughs> I can't remember, but he was. I'll tell you what he was. Not a very nice man. That's Dental, what he was. Dental, yeah. Um, and 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 just sort of telling people what I do. And I've always been super, super proud of what I do. Super proud of you know the the, the teams that I've you know worked with, teams that I've managed, and, and and I love what I do. And and I know that our industry gets a bad uh, you know a bad bad press, but and I know that's because there's a lot of people doing doing things really poorly and you know like Throwing cowboys well yeah you don't need a qualification you just need to be good at sales and people yeah. forget that recruitment is sales it's not hr you know it's sales and when you have targets to hit and all that kind of stuff it's you know it is ultimately a team of sales people so i just wanted to help people deal with the good and the bad really but then again with the the i suppose the the way that career cake and, and the consultancy i've been asked to do and the talks and seminars i've been asked to run i just decided that i was going to add a lot more content to it so now it's going to be cvs it's going to be um, assessment days assessment days i get asked about assessment days what's what's an assessment constantly so when you've got you know rather than just run a load of interviews a company now will spend a whole day or a whole morning um, and they'll just do group exercises, right. presentations, maybe some tests. They'll they'll throw you into a room with a load of other people and see how you, you know, deal with a problem, which is a great way to recruit. Um, but again, people, it's not new. I did an assessment day when I was 21 for Yale.com. It's not new, but it's becoming more and more widely used. Um so yeah, so I get asked about that. So it's just, I want to launch it. The plan is to launch on the 15th of May, which is my, my 32nd birthday. All oh, right, okay. So that's the plan. So you're close to achieving that then? Yeah, you? yeah, I think so. Well, I had like, quite a few talks with like publishers and stuff last right. year because I wanted to launch it last year. And there was, I, I just, I kept getting a load of dead ends, to be honest. So lots of people saying, 
saying that there's you know there's a lot of mar- lot of you know books like this on the market at the moment and yeah we're interested and then nothing happens or wanted to take a massive cut in it and, and well, some did, people go the self publishing route which is, that, yeah, that are, yeah and that's obviously what I'm ebooks gonna, is more straightforward but I'm gonna do ebooks but I'm also gonna do I'm actually gonna do some self published books as well I just think there's something just lovely about ha- holding your your book and and being able to you know give somebody yeah. give somebody the book and and I know that there's more e-readers in Wales I believe than yeah. anywhere else in, in, in the UK and no I, know I completely that. agree but yeah. um. But I don't know. There's just something. There's just something that you know. Not everybody's got a Kindle, and, and I want to be able to help. You know, a lot of the people that I, I work with through CareerCake.com, you know, they don't. They're not not really savvy on you know the internet. They you know, they're not at all, and you know that's okay. And I want them to be able to buy a book on Amazon if they want to. So um, that's a really big thing. I for think me. there's something to be said about writing a book. I mean, I'm I'm doing one this year. Are I'm, you? I'm not shout about it too much. But what's it going to be about? It's about helping people who don't know much about technology and websites. Yeah. As, you know, good business people, you know, maybe they're on their own or they're running the business, but they don't know the questions to ask. They don't know how to present themselves online. Mm. That's typically a website. They've got, they've got no mm. idea where Because that's the difference between you, isn't it? So a lot of people just design websites, but you make sure a website is commercial yeah. and it's speaking to the people in the right way. Because it's, you know, that's... that's it's not just about looking pretty. It's all the mm. heart of it is content and... Underlying, it's got to be a good brand. So I work with Russell Britton a lot just to make sure that's mm. oh, in place. Oh, I like Russ. Yeah, yeah, Russ is great. He's so passionate about it, and he does things like he'll he'll interview their customers to get the outside perception looking in. And if you imagine, if you can get your brand to resonate with them, Amazing. and then the website, then we're we're singing from the same mm. song mm. sheet. Then mm. so really, it's just trying to sort of get some of that knowledge and put it into the punters' hands to stop them being ripped off by mm. you know. It's all right getting a 50 quid website, but if it does 2,000 pounds worth of brand that damage in one day, mm. well, what's mm. the point in that? Mm. You may as well not put your hand mm. in your pocket. Yeah, I agree. I am, t- I am behind on the book, I have to say. I did a few other websites on January, so I'm a little bit bummed. But I am getting it out there this when, year. When do you want to launch it? I, w- I want to have the ebook ready. I'm doing my Port AD conference in May. That's for the web design industry and all that kind of stuff. That's running for the second year this May, and I'd like to have, have it available it done there. For that. It's, yeah. it's not really for their audience, but it's just a good milestone yeah. for me. That so I might not have the physical one published, but I, that will be out this year as well. Mm. And it's just something I want to take mm. that box. Mm. Yeah, 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 definitely. I want to get done. Yeah, good for you. Make my mum proud. Then she can put it on my Facebook page. <laughs> I'll allow her back in. I'll allow her back in so she can come oh, on, on it. Your mother. Tell her she can be friends with me. I'll chat. All right. Okay, let's, let's, let's up our numbers with, with, our, with our, our mums. I noticed on your site as well, you've got products. Is that something you're... It's launching very, very soon. Wow. Yeah. So, um... So, and I, again, it's, I, I wanted an educational product, um... I do these seminars, so I do CV coaching, I do interview techniques, I do social media stuff. Um, and I, when I say social media, just for the people that are listening, I mean using social media to job hunt, so personal branding, um, not the stuff that you know Mark and, and Mary do. Yeah. Um, and I run those all over the UK, and, I, and I've got this guy who's up in Birmingham, his name's Michael, and, 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 and he loves my videos, and he watches my videos, and he's always like, oh... Are you coming to my university and then you get somebody going when are you coming you know when are you coming to Macclesfield and, and it's like I can't I can't come all that way to, to run a two-hour seminar for you and you know and I want to I really want to mm. so I decided that I was just going to film myself running my seminars and the guys at um, the atrium um, the Morgan atrium so I use the Zen suite and and, um, and my friend Adam who does all my editing came down for the day I just delivered all of these seminars to, to the camera and um, so they're going to be they're all being edited at the moment wow, Adam's nice. getting them all done and it'll literally just be like your your 
you know, you'll have the handouts. It'll just be like you're you're sitting in my seminar and you're on my training course, but you'll just be at home, and you'll be able to do them in your living room and, and you know in the evening and, and and go through everything. And and they're going to be online to buy from my website to access probably. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put myself out there and say. Right, um, hear this. We're recording. I'm gonna say March. I'm gonna say they're gonna be March. ready by March. This yeah, year? yeah, this year. Yeah. Well, he's, he's yeah, definitely. He's editing them now, right. so um, so I'm sure he wants to, he wants to get them finished because then that means I get to pay him when they're finished. So I'm sure he wants to get yeah. them done as quickly as possible. And um, yeah, so people will be able to buy those on the website. Good, good, good. Well, I think we're now, we're pretty much done. Um, where can people find you online? Obviously, I'll put everything in the show notes, but so just. I mean, this is another thing. I don't do business cards, so I haven't had a business card in nearly three years because you just put my name into Google and I'm pretty much out there. So, so careercake.com, career cake, no other reason other than I like careers and I like cake. So, um, I no, like that. No, clever, no clever thought process behind that. I don't that. like things which are too clever. My brain can't handle People it. People always go, cakes are like, you know, lots of ingredients, you need lots of, you know, different things to make a successful, you know, lovely, beautiful cake, just like your career. Is that why you called it career cake? That <laughs> Do you go, yeah? No, I just go, no, <laughs> no, I just like cake. <laughs> oh, right, sorry. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody asked me that, in, I was at Westminster Uni a couple of weeks ago, and there was about 200 people in the room, and I just, and you could see them all just completely, completely deflated. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, oh, no, 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 nothing clever like that. Um, if I'd come to you, I might have had something cleverer, but um, but there no. We are. And um, so that's it, really. LinkedIn, Twitter, I'm all over the shop. Any speaking events or anything coming up you want to shout about just at the end? Um, well, this Saturday I'm <coughs> in Leeds speaking to I think about 200 accountants to for the AAT. Last that'll be fun. That'll be yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, about social media, but um, but no public events. They're all events at the moment that are. That you have to parts of membership bodies and stuff. So if you're a member of AAT and you live in Leeds, then come along. But otherwise, they're, they're, they are actually a wide section of my audience. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you'll find numbers will go through the roof now. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's been lovely to have you on the show. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Can I say final congratulations on uh, your engagement? Oh, is yay. that the ring there? That is my ring. Yeah. That is a fantastic ring. Thank well, you I, very much. I gave my wife her engagement ring when we were in New Zealand, which I thought would be romantic, and she thought it was a party ring. Did she? She wasn't impressed. No way! No, she's got into it now, and she does, she's happy with it, but she wasn't impressed at the time. Oh and I carried this ring all around the world to New Zealand. Oh my god! So I was a bit deflated. Oh no! But we're still together, everybody, don't worry. I don't want to end on a you know, low, <laughs> we've got kids, well, Ashley everything's fine. Ashley didn't see this ring. Everyone else, Ashley didn't pick it. Um, no, 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 he, he proposed with a plastic I'm describing ring. the ring, ladies and gentlemen, with my expert eye. It's kind of got a square bit on the front with shiny diamondy things yeah. and it's it's silver it's very nice it is lovely and, sorry um, i didn't say that did yeah so he proposed with a, a fake ring and he just went because my name's amy but everyone everyone calls me betas that's like what everyone calls me and he just went he just put this plastic ring in front of my face and just went so what do you reckon betas that was it. That was it. <laughs> we were in Lake Como. Is he Como. naturally a we, romantic person? Yeah, no, no, not at all. Right, but we fine. were in Lake Como and it was midnight on New Year's Eve watching the fireworks over the lake. It was very beautiful. And then I came home and picked my ring then myself. Well, at he, least you get yeah. the ring that you like. And, yeah. you, and he sensibly avoided the situation which I had where his wife-to-be thought it was a party. <laughs> but thank you very much for the congratulations. And thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank I'm just going to do a little applause. And you're applauding. Hooray! Thanks, Joe.